Hello, everyone. On this edition of the Sword of the Spirit podcast, I'm here with not one but two guests, Pastor Aaron Thompson and Brother Ryan Gallagher. We'll be talking about Baptist preaching in Hawaii, a church plant courtesy of Sure Foundation Baptist Church. You're not going to want to miss this. The show starts right after this. It's the Sword of the Spirit podcast live here on YouTube, youtube.com slash Baptist, And you can also find the show on iTunes, or it's actually called Apple Podcasts now. Use the keyword Ben the Baptist, all one word. And you could subscribe there, listen to the show on the go when you're at the gym, when you're at work, wherever you might be. Also, using that same keyword, you could subscribe on the Stitcher radio app. Welcome to the broadcast. As I said before the intro, I'm here with Brother Ryan Gallagher and Pastor Aaron Thompson to talk about their Hawaii church plant, courtesy of Sure Foundation Baptist Church. I'll ask them why they decided to start the church plant there, why Brother Ryan Gallagher was picked for this particular endeavor, why they chose Hawaii, what it's like to soul win, go out and preach the gospel in Hawaii and so much more. So it's going to be a very interesting show, I think, to get that perspective and hear from Pastor Thompson and Brother Ryan Gallagher. Without wasting any more time, let me go ahead and introduce you to the guests. First of all, Pastor Thompson, the pastor of Sure Foundation Baptist Church, the man behind all this. Pastor Thompson, thank you very much for coming on tonight. I really appreciate your time. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks a lot for having me on. I really appreciate it. And uh, uh, just, yeah, the channel's looking good, man. I like all the new graphics, and it looks like you got a new camera. So, um, yeah, it's a pleasure to be on. It's been a while, so I'm excited about the show. Well, you know, Walmart has a lot of good equipment. What can I say? <laughs> let's let's move on now to Brother Ryan Gallagher. And I remember Brother Ryan Gallagher, you and I, we had a pretty cool uh, live stream together when we were hyping up your uh, documentary. But Brother Gallagher, I do uh, thank you as well for coming on, sir. How are you today where you're at? It's not nighttime yet. It's 3 p.m. in the afternoon. How are you doing today yeah. for you? Aloha. I'm, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Ben. And yeah, it's it's just wonderful to be back. Uh, definitely remember that live stream and all the flat earth trolls. So, uh, But yeah, it's, it's great here in Hawaii right now. It is 3 p.m., so... I'm like smack dab in the middle of my day right now, but uh, things are going great out here and just happy to be on your show. It's sunny. It looks good. I like the backdrop there as you do your, uh, your sh- the show from uh, some sort of yard. <laughs> Look, that looks good. This is, this is my patio. I, my, my youngest one's taking a nap inside. So, you know. That's awesome. Well, it looks great. And uh, thank you both. I think this will be a lot of fun. So, I wanted to start off, I'll ask Pastor Thompson first. As we're talking about this church plant, I think it's a really cool story. You're there in Hawaii. You're going to bring to that state 
some fire-breathing Baptist preaching, and there isn't enough of that going on all over the world. So it brought a smile to my face to see, Pastor Thompson, you take the initiative there and start a church, Brian, Brother Ryan Gallagher, to move your family there and... and my, sorry, I, I just got past a question here for later, so we will. Uh, I'll ask that later. Anyway, for you to do that, I think it's really cool. So, Pastor Thompson, my first question is this. How did this idea come about to start the church in Hawaii? Was it something you came up with? Was it something that a brother at your church walked up to you and said, hey, I'd like to do this? Tell me about the genesis, if you will, of this church plant. Well, you know, I guess it kind of started with a, a guy that I work with. He moved from Hawaii, and uh, I I knew nothing about Hawaiian culture or anything about that about Hawaii. But when I well, I worked with him a lot, and uh, he would tell me all kinds of different things and share the local food. He would get care packages from back home, and he'd say, "Yeah, you got to try this, bro." And so, you know, I was like, "I don't know, man. That looks kind of weird," but. Hawaiian food is fantastic. If you've never tried it, you got to get over there. Just, you know, the food alone. I mean, Solon is great, but the food's <laughs> great. And, uh, you know, it's beautiful there. But anyway, um, so I don't know. I mean, I just, it kind of just got me interested. I started studying about Hawaii and some of the history there and just found it very interesting and their warrior culture and um, just all the different things that they, they believe. But, um, and then I remember Chris Segura went over there and what I heard is that it was very receptive. And uh, and I knew that there wasn't really a plethora of great churches over there. And uh, I knew there was some people there that were wanting to have a church. Um, but uh, Ryan was actually, he's been wanting to be a missionary for a while. And um, he was you know wanting to go to different places. And he was thinking Malaysia would be a good place to go. And I think it still might be a good place to go. But I said, well, hey, before you do that, I need you to go to Hawaii for me. You need to suffer for Jesus and go over there for the mega marathon because we got picked to do the mega marathon over there. I don't know how we ended up with that. But, hey, you know, as fate would have it, uh, it worked out good. And so Ryan went over there and, uh, you know, organized that trip. And um, he just said his pastor is super receptive over there. You're not even going to believe it. And I, and I think, what did you have, 27 salvations or something in that day, Ryan? Or is that right? For the whole yeah, we had, so we had, uh, we had like nine people out and had 27 saved. And it was, I mean, it, it, it was, we had only knocked like maybe 50 doors the entire day. So it wasn't just, you know, that it was receptive. It was more so that we just didn't have enough people. I mean, we could have seen a lot more people saved if we had, you know, more laborers. It was just, you know, we, we literally got as many people as we could saved. It was almost no one, you know, rejected the gospel, didn't want to hear it. It was incredible. Um, so, I mean, that just got me excited about Hawaii and the mission trip we had the following month. So, so anyway, yeah. So, so that's kind of how it, it, it started that way is that, you know, I mean, we'd already planned to go on a missions trip to Hawaii before the mega marathon was put in our lap. So it was just kind of something we thought about doing because I had heard of the reception there. And I just thought it'd be cool to have like a, uh, you know, a missions trip that seems like a for you know, Ryan was, is actually Ryan's idea to, to have it seem, you know, it's it seems like it's a foreign country because it's kind of is like a foreign country. A lot of Hawaiians would agree with me that it's not really, 
you know, part of the United States. So it was stolen, you know, definitely the land was stolen there from the United States. But um, anyway, uh, so when, when Ryan went over there, you know, he changed his mind pretty quickly about where he wanted to go because I mean, it just makes sense. If you're, if you can be in America and in a very receptive place, you know, that's like a foreign country, you know, why not go? And, and, you know, when we went there for our missions trip, it was supposed to be a, like a vacationary slash missionary trip. And so we wanted to have some fun while we're there and let some of the, you know, the families enjoy Hawaii, but also at the same time, you know, I wanted to see, you know, are there some people there that could be faithful? You know, what would it be like? How receptive is it really? Because I was thinking, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's really receptive. You know, sometimes you go on a mega marathon trip or you go on some kind of soul winning, um, you know, you go on some soul winning and God blesses that soul winning, you know, maybe it's not super receptive there, but that day just happened to be a super blessing from God. And I thought, well, maybe that was the case. So when we went over there, literally the very first door I knocked, uh, two people were saved. And then I went over uh, to the, to the next door neighbor. He got saved. Ryan was downstairs below in the apartment below, got his dad saved. And, you know, one at, on one afternoon, which was, I think, Wednesday afternoon, because people, you know, the soul winning, we kind of had to mix some things up because people just aren't home during the day because people have to work because it's very expensive to live there. And they, a lot of people work like two jobs. So, but anyway, we when we went on Wednesday night for three hours, we had 27 soul winners. We had 56 salvations, I believe. Wow. In, in three hours. So it's super receptive. And, you know, it's not it's not like what people would think. People think that Hawaii, everybody's just living in this lap of luxury. But, you know, if you have to have two or three jobs to, to live, you know, it's pretty tough. And there were some pretty ghetto areas that we were at that seemed like a fortress. It's almost like a prison to keep people in. I mean, if you saw these some of these complexes, I'm like, where's the light coming from into their, you know, their apartments? But I don't know. Just the brainchild, it just kind of came from there. And, like, we realized – um, pretty quickly that it would be a good place to start a church. And then uh, I'll let Ryan kind of tell how the rest of it took place, if, if that's okay. Yeah. Ryan, you want to know how the rest of it yeah. took place? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... And Brother like, Ryan, like just that. so you know, if at any point, as soon as the Pastor Thompson's done, just jump right in. Okay. Um, yeah, like like Pastor Thompson was saying, you know, I, I, I had planned Malaysia was somewhere I really wanted to go. And uh, I... When he said, hey, you may have to go to Hawaii a couple of years beforehand, I was like, okay, well, that's fine. You know, we'll go to Hawaii, we'll get a church going, and then on to Malaysia. Um, but when we came over here for Mega Soul Winning, and then uh, when we came over here for the missions trip, it became pretty obvious that, um, you know, Hawaii needs the gospel badly. You know, I, I've been to Malaysia for all of a couple hours uh, on our trip that we'll get to later, but um, it, it Malaysia seems receptive, but it wasn't like Hawaii where we had been there and we knew it was receptive. And there were people here that had been faithfully going soul winning and they were literally, you know, just begging for more people to come over because they have a heart for Hawaii. They have a heart for, you know, the, the people they've grown grown up here and they see how receptive it is but there's virtually no one sharing the gospel here and you know people think that 
like Pastor Thompson said, people think that Hawaii is just, you know, this paradise. And, you know, there's little pockets of that in the, you know, the resort areas around Waikiki and stuff. But outside of that, uh, almost 50% of Hawaii actually lives below the poverty line. And it's, I mean, wow. it's very expensive to live here. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's a struggle, even for the people who move over here, myself included, you know, it's, you, you have to make a lot of sacrifices to come over here. It's not like we're just hanging out on the beach all the time. And, you know, I, I mean, the beach is nice, don't get me wrong, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's a lot of work just to be able to survive here. Um, and seeing that, you know, the, the people who, who were from here that grew up here and they could leave, they could go somewhere else. Um, it'd be difficult for them, but they really wanted to stay here and, you know, make up the hedge and stand in the gap and just, you know, they didn't want to give Hawaii over to Satan. It was really inspiring to me. Um, so, you know, we had some stuff that took place right before that missions trip. About two days before we uh, we went on the missions trip, we got a call from our landlord and they said, uh, hey, the owner of your house is, is moving back into your house. You have 20 days to be out. And I was like, what? <laughs> We're leaving in two days. We're going to be gone for eight days. Wow. That gives me 10 days to look for a place. And at first it seemed like crazy spiritual warfare and um, – you know, it wasn't anything that we did. It wasn't, you know, we were paying our bills on time and everything like that. But it was just the owner wanted to move back into his house after his son graduated. So we knew we were going to have to move anyways. And the, the plan was, you know, probably wait another year to go to Hawaii. Um, but since we had to move anyways, you know, we just kind of made the call. Let's go right now. And obviously, you know, my wife's seven months pregnant right now. It wasn't the best timing to do it. Um, but you know, I, I really saw the need and pastor Thompson saw the need and, uh, we thought, Hey, you know what, let's, let's just do this. Let's get this going. Um, so I, I feel really blessed to be here, you know, to be able to go out and go soul winning in what I honestly believe to be the most receptive place in the United States, if not one of the most receptive places in the world. Um, it's, it's just amazing to be a part of it. You guys have brought up the receptiveness of this area. I've heard, and I obviously could be wrong, but that there are some areas that are very dangerous if you have the wrong skin color. Uh, can you talk about that at all, or, or just in general what it's like to go door knocking in, in some of these areas? Because you're right, there is this stereotype of the whole thing is luxurious, and everybody lives in a mansion, and everyone's on vacation, but there are some run-down areas. Are there places that you really have to be careful of for your own safety? Uh, when when you're uh, when you're soul winning in in Hawaii, well, there's there's definitely high crime areas. Uh, you know, one of uh, one of my favorite stories from the the missions trip was uh, Miss Sherry, Pastor Thompson's wife. We were out sharing in some housing uh, projects, and uh, her and my wife went over to this park, and Miss Sherry had these four gang members all sitting Indian style on the ground like little kids. <laughs> Uh, and she was sharing the gospel with them and they were like, you know, we have mad respect for you for being out here. You know, they call this place the trenches. And one of the guys said, I just got shot over there a couple weeks ago. Um, and so, I mean, there are definitely dangerous places to go. Um, and people will talk about the, you know, the, the racism, Oh, go home, howley, stuff like that. But, um, <clears throat> I haven't experienced it that much. I know Pastor Thompson got one call from a guy <laughs> that wasn't too happy, but 
even places like uh, Y&I gets a bad rap. It's on the, the leeward side or the, uh, the eastern side of the island or, or west side of the island. Um, it gets a bad rap for being unwelcoming to, uh, you know, people of skin complexion like mine. But um, when you go over there with the gospel, it's people are different. I mean, I, I can't explain it any other way other than they have respect for the word of God. Even if they don't believe it, most of the people here have respect for the word of God and for people preaching. Um, so, I mean, even the people, you know, we'll go to Y&I or other places and you'll see people that are about, you know, they, 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 uh, they have the upside down Hawaiian flags protesting the occupation of the United States when they have the old Hawaiian flag. Uh, so, I mean, you'll see those people and even those people, most of them are receptive. They're going to listen to you, even if you're white and obviously. From the so I haven't really experienced a lot of, um, a lot of racism and really a lot of crime either. I mean, a lot of the crime that takes place here is like, uh, you know, it's, it's petty, pit-pocketing and, and, you know, thievery, and, and a good majority of that takes place uh, over in the resort area. So if you do sure. come visit and you stay in Waikiki, keep an eye on your phone and your wallet. <laughs> I will. I can imagine what they would say to me. Hey, what do you go back to riding camels? Anyway, uh, Pastor, <laughs> Pastor Thompson, is there anything you wanted to add to that before I move on? Yeah, like, why and I was really given a bad rap, and why and I is like, you know, uh, that that's where that guy that I work with is from. He's from Wainai. And he's like, because I was like, yeah, people keep saying that Wainai, you know, don't go to Wainai. Because literally, here's what's true. If, you, if you're if you a tourist or something and you leave your rental car and just, you know, you think you're just going to leave it overnight somewhere, it's going to get destroyed. It's going to get, you know, pillaged. <laughs> and there are shelled out cars over there. But that is true. But so basically you don't want to be in certain areas after dark, just walk around. But that's in any place you go. I mean, you can be walking downtown Portland after dark and, you know, bad things could happen. I would actually be more afraid of downtown Portland, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, we went to Waianae and we on our on one Friday on our missions trip and we saw a bunch of people saved. And that was during the middle of the day. So, I mean, I'd love to go there in the evening time sometime and and go back there and the macaw is like right up ahead of that 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 actually has a bad reputation too um isn't that is that the name of the place ryan it's right up macaw yeah yeah macaw i don't know i'm still bad at saying things right but anyway yeah i mean i that guy called me because somebody went through their gate and so you know like as soul winners sometimes in in the states we'll jiggle the gate you know yeah the dog's not going to come out and get us or whatever but there, do what you got to do, right? But there, they don't like when you go through their gate. Like if you actually <laughs> go through their gate, that's what he was mad about. He couldn't have cared less, <laughs> except for someone walked through his gate and he was like trying to get me and all this stuff. Wow. But anyway, he was. That's uh, okay. It was fine. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, you know what? It's funny how people still have that same. I, I've seen that happen even in Jacksonville, where uh, they'll get upset for just simply walking through the gate. Now, my question is this. I know next to nothing about Hawaii. I know it's a state somehow, and I know that it's an island, and it's pretty far away, but that's the extent of it. 
I'm curious about the false religion there. Because when you think Jacksonville, what do you think? You think of all the false... I mean, Jacksonville is like the den of heretics. Okay, we've got Valiant. We've got Emmanuel Baptist Church with Cameron Giovanelli and Greg Neal, the perverts. What What's in Hawaii? What kind of false religion or false prophets or false churches do you have going on there in Hawaii that you've been battling or that you anticipate battling? What's going on there spiritually? Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of people assume, well, you know, over here in Hawaii, there's a lot of negatives that run around with spears and loincloths. That's what I thought. (laughs) Worshipping volcanoes. They've watched Joe Joe versus the volcano too many times. Um, But no, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Tom Hanks. Uh, Anyways, so it's really not... I mean, there's not a lot of people that actually still believe that. And, And contrary to popular opinion, you know, if you go to a luau... You may hear, if you're over here visiting as a tourist, you may hear about all these pagan gods, but that's not actually endemic to Hawaii. That came from Tahiti. That was important. Um, so a, a lot of the native Hawaiians even, I mean, they, it's not like they still worship Pele or anything like that. Um, but the big false religions that we have to contend with here, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of New Hope. They're pretty big on the West Coast. Uh, they have churches in the Philippines, all over Asia. Uh, and they have a lot of churches. They actually started here in Hawaii. And you literally can't go more than two miles without seeing a sign for another New Hope campus. Um, and they're, you know, they're community church. They're wrong on the gospel. They don't believe in eternal security. They don't use the King James. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're leading people to hell. I mean, I, I went and looked in my first sermon. I mean, I came out swinging against New Hope because I was just, I, I was reading their website, knowing they're the biggest church here. And there was a statement that said uh, Wayne Cordera, who's the the lead pastor who started it all, uh, during his ministry, he's seen over 72,000 first-time decisions for Jesus Christ. And that just, or or it didn't even even say for Jesus Christ, it just said first-time decisions. And that struck me right off the bat. You know, there's a huge problem with that statement. One, if you're saying first-time decisions, you're saying there could be a second-time decision. There's a need to get saved again. Uh, and, and secondly, first-time decision for what? You know, I mean, was it a first-time decision to join New Hope? Was it a first-time decision to, you know, put a bunch of ties in the offering plate? But, you know, Wayne Cordera, he's a very charismatic guy. He, you know, has fair speeches and, and smooth words. And, and it's, it's a big church here. Um, but most of the people that I've talked to, you know, we go and knock on doors. Where do you go? Oh, I go to New Hope Windward. Oh, I go to New Hope Leeward. Oh, I go to New Hope uh, Waipau, Kailua, whatever it is. And they're not saved. And they're not saved because they're not preaching the gospel. And, you know, they're just, they're preaching lies and heresy. Um, so that's a big one. The other big one, there is a lot of Filipinos here. Um, not as many as you would think uh, with it being this close to Asia, but there are a good amount of Filipinos and they brought with them Iglesia Ni Cristo, or the Church of Christ. Now, Iglesia Ni Cristo over in the Philippines, I mean, they're one of the most notoriously uh, dangerous cults. Um, they, you know, preach that tithing is part of how you, you know, church membership is part of how you go to heaven and you get kicked out if you don't tithe. So if you don't tithe, you lose your salvation. Um, but they have, you know, Brother uh, Stucky and, and uh, Brother Richard Symes were both telling me stories about 
how they have essentially a mafia that will go out and, and kill people who stay in the church. What? And yeah, in the Philippines. I mean, I don't know. I, I assume they don't do that here in Hawaii, but uh, yeah, they Good have night. their own. They have their own mafia that that will just straight up put hits on people. Um, and I mean, they're a big, big cult here in Hawaii as well. They have their palaces everywhere. You'll be driving down the road and you'll see this big building that almost looks like a Mormon temple. And you're like, what is that? And you look and it says Iglesia Ni Cristo. And, um, I mean, they're, they don't believe in eternal security. They don't believe in the deity of Christ. Uh, but I, I will say this, the people that I've talked to that go to Iglesia Ni Cristo, they're very receptive and, they're pretty easy to win with the gospel. Um, so, you know, when they believe that they have to go to church and they have to tithe their entire life and be perfect to the church for salvation, when you give them the good news that it's a free gift, they're elated. So, um, I mean, those are the, probably the two biggest false religions here. Obviously, there's, you know, a lot of Asian influence. So there's, you know, there's Taoism and Taoism and uh, a little bit of Buddhism. But for, for the most part, it's just perverted Christianity that we run into. Well, there's also the Mormons, too. And they have the Welcome Center locked down. So basically, I, which I never went to the Welcome Center, but the Welcome Center is run by the Mormon Church. And so they do have an influence there. And so do the Jehovah's Witnesses to a certain extent. But, yeah. Yeah, the, the Mormons, uh, they, any missionary that goes on their two-year mission and returns after the two years and is found worthy uh they can actually go to byu hawaii tuition free uh so you get a lot of a lot of people coming over here and they have a temple uh on the north side of the island so we haven't ventured up north too much yet um the population is a little more sparse up there but that's generally where you'll see a lot of mormons is uh is up on the north shore area Pastor Thompson, I wanted to ask you this one first, and then Brother Ryan, you can jump in right after. How about Baptist churches? Any any Baptist churches in the area? Uh, how are they like? Have you interacted with them? What's going on with, with that? I think they have Weak Sauce Baptist Church. Um, <laughs> first of the other ones. No Soul Winning Baptist. <laughs> Last Works. No. <laughs> Good night. No. I mean, I've heard that they're possibly is a couple I, I heard there was one on maui that's that's good and soul winning but i don't know i don't think that the that they're doing their job because because look there's there, so one one of the guys that goes to our church he said that that they recorded 10 salvations for one year at one of those churches <laughs> and we record 10 salvations in like two hours <laughs> so i'm not even kidding yeah that's ridiculous so yeah. In a place that receptive, I don't know what in the world these guys are doing. What's the name of that missionary, Ryan, that that was mad at us or whatever? The comedian, Kevin Hart. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kevin Hart. Yeah, he's a missionary there, and apparently he's they're mad that we're there or something. I don't care. Um, you know, do your job, and you won't have anything to worry about. I mean, if you're a missionary, you better start getting some people saved because that's what it's all about, right? And so... I would say, you know, I'm not like against, you know, if they believe the right gospel and all that stuff and they actually do go soul winning or they make an attempt. I mean, I'm not trying to be their enemy, but um, I just, I, it just makes me sick that there isn't a, a church that's out doing 
what they're supposed to be doing. Well, there was obviously a need, considering there are no Baptist churches that come close to the type of soul winning that's going on there at Sure Foundation Baptist Church. And so it's a good thing uh, that you guys are out there knocking the doors. Brother Ryan? Yeah, I mean, there's there's some here, but like Pastor said, you know, you could basically call them weak sauce Baptist Church. Um, you know, there's there's churches that are King James only. There's churches that have the right gospel. Um, and there's churches that say they go soul winning, but it's really, you know, the, the testimonies that I've heard, um, they're just going and doing door hangers and they may invite someone to church, but they don't really share the gospel with people. Right. And I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that no one's going out and doing the work because if there was, you know, you'd have a whole lot, you know, more people in Baptist churches here. Um, so there's, yeah, there, there was definitely a need. And I mean, this kind of goes back to why Hawaii, it's, it's not like on the mainland where, you know, if you don't have a good church in your area, you, you know, save up a thousand dollars or $2,000, you rent a moving truck and you move somewhere. Moving to Hawaii is extremely expensive or moving away from Hawaii is extremely expensive. Um, it takes a lot of planning and it's very, you know, it's very difficult to do. Uh, you know, you either have the option of renting a container and those can cost eight to $10,000 to move your stuff over or you try and sell everything and, you know, get stuff when you get over there. But it's really difficult to move either to Hawaii or to the mainland. So these people can't just, you know, if there's not a good church on their island, even going to another island every Sunday isn't really an option. Um, so if they don't have a good church, they don't have a good church to go to. They can't just pick up and, and drive down the road. It's not an issue of, well, there's a good church, but it's two hours away. I don't want to make that drive. It's if they don't have a good church on their island, they don't have one to go to. Um, and that's really where Oahu uh, was, you know, it was, there weren't any good Baptist churches here. I, I, the church in, in Maui that pastor Thompson talked about, I can't remember the name, uh, off the top of my head, but my wife and I actually did visit that a couple years ago and, and they are a good church. Um, you know, the, they were very welcoming. They're right on the gospel. They're King James only. They're definitely not new IFB. There's some differences there, but they were welcoming. And I, I believe it's the same church that pastor Anderson went to, uh, with his wife when they were on their anniversary trip, uh, you know, four or five years ago. Um, but, you know, there's there's a good church on Maui. You know, Maui is, in my mind, ultimately Maui is going to need more churches. But right now my focus is on Oahu and how many churches does Oahu need? Because it's, uh, it, it's very... Um, it's very difficult to travel from different parts of the island to the others. You know, a lot of people, because it's so expensive here, they may not have cars. They have to take the bus. Or if they do have cars, they don't have enough gas money to drive an hour to go to church. So, you know, this is just, uh, Lord willing, one of many that will be started in Oahu because, you know, we need churches on the leeward side, the windward side, in Honolulu, in Kailua, in Kaneohe. You know, we need churches why and I? Yes, why and I will definitely get to that. Uh, but I mean, you you drive thirty minutes, and that's about the max that people would be able to go to. You know, if if they can even make that. Um, so a, a lot of the places, I mean, they're going to need more than one solid church on the island. So 
our focus really is on Oahu right now, and you know Maui's got a church that's taking care of it, and eventually we might make it to the other islands. Uh, but I'm excited to be here in Oahu. That's a loud one. Yeah, those, that one those actually are the F- that yeah, drained those, your sound. Those are the F twenty twos I was telling you about. Oh, here yeah. comes another one. There's another. Feel free one. to put me on mute. If you want. <laughs> Good night. He's like right next to a military. I was watching. I saw a DC-10 earlier and some other civil aviation uh, aircrafts <laughs> flying by, but those ones are the, the real annoying ones. They're really loud. Yeah, they're, they're fun to watch, but they're annoying to listen to. Luckily, yes. they don't fly over at night. At night, right. they, they, uh, they come in from a different route. But during the day, yeah, they're all day long overhead. So, Pastor Thompson, do you plan on making regular trips out there? What, what's the next event, or do you plan at all on doing another event I missed the mission trip. I still regret it. But is there something else? This was a question handed to me by my studio audience of one, aka Alicia. Uh, is there any? Is there anything at all that you have planned in the future? A, an event going on there uh, that you know uh, we could do in the, sometime soon? Yeah. So okay. So the weekend of December sixth, seventh, and eighth, we're having the official grand opening. So. Um, you know, and, and we don't even have a building yet. We're actually meeting outside in a park, um, which, you know, it's Hawaii. So it's, you know, and when people say, hey, my church is outside, well, our, ours literally is. So, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So Pastor Jimenez is going to come preach for us on December 6th at 7 p.m. And uh, that's a Friday night. And so then we're going to have some, so- the soul winning, um, I'm probably going to, be there for like a week or so i'm, I'm hoping but anyway um so yeah it's soul winning on saturday for sure and then i'll be preaching both services on sunday and so i'm planning on being there once every six months so I tr- i'm trying to choose the cheapest times to go which december is the cheapest time and during uh, before christmas and then, you know around the holidays for some reason it's cheaper and uh and then also in june because it's really hot there i guess in june i don't know if that's the reason or what, but those are the times I'm going to go once every, every six months unless I have to come and, you know, clean house or something, you know, otherwise <laughs> yeah, I'm better watches keys and cues. But uh, I want to mention real quick also that we have Richard Symes and, and he's an, an evangelist over there also doing the work. He just moved there recently. We had an, another guy just moved there named Brandon. And so we're, we're running, what do we have 22 in service on, Sunday morning and Sunday evening, 23. So we have a good core group there. So, um, yeah, Richard Symes is, you know, he obviously he was uh, a missionary in the Philippines. He preached against the false prophet, uh, Apollo Killaboy or Quillaboy or whatever his name is. Like, how's it, how's it pronounced, Ryan? Killaboy. Oh, Killaboy. Yeah. Okay. Apollo. Yeah. Once he preached against him, he basically can't go back to the Philippines now. So, and uh, things didn't work out for him in Africa, so um, he decided to move to Hawaii, and he's loving it, and he's doing a lot of great soul winning, and um, so I'm looking forward to going over there. He's going to be preaching also um, in Australia. What is that? What are the dates on that, Ryan? Do you know? Uh, yeah, he's going to be in... <laughs> There it goes. I want to say it's it's October 27th through October something, but he's going to be preaching for Kevin Sepulveda 
uh, Pastor Kevin Sepulveda in Australia at his church plant also and, and his church. So I think it's in Brisbane, right? I don't know. Yeah, he's going to be preaching in Brisbane on October 27th. They'll be doing a soul winning marathon in Brisbane, I believe, on the 28th. And then he'll be preaching. September, at the, September. September, yeah. He'll be preaching at the uh, the Satellite Church in Sydney on the 29th. And they'll do some more soul winning and he'll be back here, uh, flying back here on October 2nd. Now, Pastor Thompson, is this going to be sort of like a church at Antioch situation where Jerusalem sends out some preachers every once in a while to go over there? Or is it going to be where you've got your set guys, your set boots on the ground who are pretty much doing the day-to-day work? Yeah, it's going to be set. So, um, but obviously, you know, any anybody that wants to go and preach, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. Not anybody, but, you know, pastors <laughs> Not anybody, not Adam Fannin, not uh, Tyler Baker, not Tyler not Cameron Giovanelli, no trash cans allowed, but uh, any pastor is, is welcome to go. And I mean, it, it's a great place to go and, you know, have some time alone with your wife or to take your kids. And um, also there's a great church to go to. You know when he when he comes, so I, I'm I'm cool with anybody coming as far as you know pastors that I that I like. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean the boots on the ground is already there. So we got Brother Ryan, and we got Brother Richard, and then we got some a good solid crew that's already there. We have another uh, couple that's moving from Phoenix that's going over there, and he's actually from Hawaii or lived there for a long period of time. <clears throat> so. Yeah, I mean, we got a good solid core there right now. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> Ryan, I wanted to ask you this question. Before I get to it, though, I just wanted to mention in the chat room, OSAS says, Church outside was great, too. We had a lady walking by who came to the service, and she got saved. And then there's some uh, emojis there. So I'm guessing this is someone who actually attends your church there in Hawaii and offered that testimony that... Somebody, in fact, got saved as you were doing your service, or she walked into the service and was a part of it, got saved after the preaching. So that's pretty cool. But, Brother Wright, I want to ask you this. I asked Pastor Thompson about the preaching situation. You'll be preaching regularly, and I'm putting you on the spot here. I didn't uh, prep you on this, but I'm just curious. What's it like now to be in this position? You're preaching sermons regularly. You're, uh, you know, you're being counted on to feed the flock. How's that been like for you? Well, it's definitely a big responsibility uh, in terms of just, you know, church administration and, and, and leading, uh, you know, Pastor Thompson did a, he does a really good job <clears throat> at Sure Foundation of giving <laughs> men an opportunity to preach. And uh, I got to preach a lot of sermons at Sure Foundation uh, before I even came over here. So, the preaching was never really a, a concern to me. Um, you know, I, I got good practice at being able to put together sermons uh, pretty quickly and studying and, and just becoming efficient at that. Um, but the, you know, the, the big transition and the big learning curve, I think, is, uh, you know, just people think, you know, being an evangelist, leading a church or pastoring, you know, is um, about you know, preaching three sermons a week and going soul winning. But the, the largest majority of your time that's spent is, you know, being in prayer for people, uh, talking to people, um, you know, hearing 
their problems, uh, trying to help them out the best you can, give them spiritual guidance. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's been the biggest every single time. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You're good. You could just go ahead and just talk through it. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's been the biggest, uh, the biggest learning opportunity has been. <laughs> 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 it's been Move next to Pearl Harbor, they said. Yeah. You'll be fine, they said. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it, it's been a big learning experience in that regard. But you know, I, we don't have any troublemakers at the church or anything like that, at, at least yet. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm sure it will happen in the future. You know, there's there's bound to be wolves that come around at, at some point. But right now, like Pastor said, we have a really strong core group of people. Uh, I mean, they're very hospitable. Um, they're very kind, and you know, they're uh, they're they're pretty mature. You know, they're they're faithful soul winners, and um, I'm excited that when we started the church, I mean, we really hit the ground running uh, because we don't, you know, it's not. I, I'm still going through kind of some of the basics of um, you know what we believe at Sure Foundation what to expect at your foundation. Uh, I preached on what to expect in your Christian life. I'm going through a soul winning seminar. And a lot of that is not because I feel like, you know, the people there necessarily need to hear it. Um, or, you know, it's going to be this, this new wisdom for them, but because I think that it's important. And, you know, pastor Thompson shared this with me, pastor Jimenez uh, talks about this a lot too. When your church is early, and starting off, it's good to start with the foundations. Um, so that's been, you know, a, a really big blessing to be able to preach those things. And it's a good reminder for myself as well, why we do the certain things we do in soul winning, why we believe the things we believe. Um, but I mean, it's, it's definitely a lot of pressure, I would say. Uh, but, you know, God, God is great and God is merciful. And, you know, he, when we're weak, he really is strong. You know, the areas that we need help in, you know, if you just pray and ask him and, and uh, you know, you're willing to put in the work, um, he'll definitely make up for your deficiencies. Pastor Thompson, what needs to happen at the—and Brother Ryan, you can jump in after he's done. What needs to happen at this church plant in Hawaii for it to be considered a success in your eyes? It's not guaranteed to be, obviously. So far, things look great. But in your estimation, what are you looking for? What do you want to accomplish through this project, through this endeavor that you've uh, that you've gone down here with Brother Ryan Gallagher in this church in Hawaii? Well, you know, I, I mean, it's it's a church plant of our church. So ultimately, I want, you know, to be successful, I think it's, it's going to be independent someday. And so I think that once... Uh, we have someone that's qualified to be the pastor there, then, you know, we'll cut the umbilical cord. And and if that person takes it, you know, to the next level, then I believe that it'd be a success, you know, and how, you know, there's a formula, you know, hard preaching, soul winning, King James only, you know, good godly music, the hymns, um, you know, I mean, those are the things that are going to make the church a success. And, and, you know, we already got that going. So, um, as long as we have a vision to reach the people of Hawaii, and that's that's the goal. It's not necessarily to reach the 
military bases. I mean, I, I want to reach military bases, but some people, they just come over and that's what their goal is to reach just the military. Because there's a lot of military people here. And it's not just to, um, you know, it, it's not just to reach, you know, a certain demographic. It's supposed to reach the whole area. But, you know, we want to reach the Hawaiian people and, uh, you know, the Filipinos and just any, you know, everybody. But, um, you know, to be successful, I think that we'll be, you know, we'll be established. And I think if we follow the pattern that God showed us, the, the pattern that we see in the Bible, every church we plant is going to be successful. So, including this one. Uh-huh. <clears throat> what do you think? Any, anything you want to add there, Brother Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I, I well, just to Pastor Thompson's point about, you know, King James only and, and uh, you know, hard preaching and music, I just want to brag a little bit on our, our, uh, our music team so far. You know, we, one of the things that was really a huge blessing to me moving over here is we're like, okay, well, I could lead songs. You know, I, I started leading songs at Sure Foundation when we first started, uh, but we didn't have a piano player and we're like, okay, well, it's going to be, you know, uh, just singing a cappella right off the get go. But, um, Brother Ben and Brother Isaac Kama, who were, you know, two of the locals that were really excited about the church, they are extremely gifted when it comes to music, you know, and they've, uh, they grew up in the church and uh, playing uh, hymns Hawaiian style with guitar and, and ukulele. And, uh, you know, they've, I mean, they've really been essentially training for this their entire life. And now it's game time. But, you know, not only are they good at leading songs and, and um, you know, putting together a good uh, music service, but they have for years been, you know, setting psalms to music. And so one of the, one of the first Sundays, uh, we actually sang uh, a song that they, Psalms 19, that they had set to music. And I mean, it's become one of my favorites. And eventually, you know, we'll hopefully get a recording of it and, you know, we can, uh, share that with everyone else but you know they're they're definitely um they're a blessing to have and uh it's it's been that side of it has been extremely easy for me because you know i just show up and they're like okay this is what we're going to play this is what we're going to do even psalm 67 i love psalm 67 but i gotta tell you it sounds a lot better hawaiian style (laughs) so um you know it's it's a lot of uh it's a lot off my plate to be able to rely on them and obviously, you know, they, they have a love for the old-fashioned hymns and for the psalms, and, and that's been a huge blessing. Hey, Psalm 139, Hawaiian style. Yeah. I need that. Yeah, we'll me too. To <laughs> we'll get into it. I'll talk to Brother Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> this is a command from headquarters. I'll make it happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pastor Thompson, come on. You, you got the stroke, man. Make this thing happen. What what make what happen? The Psalm 139. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna happen. I just commanded it, didn't you? Know? Good. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Great. I'm looking forward to going back over there. I mean, what what uh, that person on YouTube was talking about is, uh, and I want to just briefly touch on this is go for it. So, so we were having a church service, and we were having like a men's preaching night in the evening, and uh, this gal just walked up and. You know, she was listening for a long time, and so uh, somebody offered her a chair, and she sat and she listened to all the preaching. And afterward, uh, she got led to the Lord. And 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 you know, Pastor Jimenez had preached that day. He was there from Sacramento, and you know, guess where she was from? Sacramento. Sacramento. 
Yeah, so I mean, we were able to plug her into a great church as soon as she got saved. So it was, a, That's it was awesome. pretty cool. Yeah, so she just was drifting by and ended up getting saved. So it was cool. Yeah, that is really cool. And it just goes to show you the impact you guys are making already on that woman's life. I mean, now, you know, who knows? She might get plugged into that church there and forever change. So that's really cool. Now, Brother Ryan, I wanted to ask you this as we wind things down here. For those of you who just tuned in, you missed most of the discussion up to this point. We talked about the church plant in Hawaii. We talked about why Brother Ryan was sent out there, how it's been so far, soul winning, the false religions there, what it's like to go soul winning in that area, and more. But right now, I want to ask you this. The Flat Earth documentary... How's it going? Is there an update? There was also a video I had queued up. Maybe you can kind of lead us into that video as well. But is there anything at all that you wanted to say concerning this documentary debunking the stupid Flat Earth theory? Yeah, so, I mean, where we're at with the Flat Earth documentary, we're still working on it. Um, it's, you know, it's taking some time. And obviously, we saw an urgent need here in Hawaii. Um, so we are still working on that. Uh, but it has taken a little bit of a backseat, to be honest, with the with the church plant. But we are going to get it finished. Um, we do have, you know, pretty much all of our footage, and you know, we're working to to cut that together. Um, the other documentary, uh, unto the uttermost, uh, Brother Norm is working on that, um, and you know, that's going really great. But you know, overall, just filming the two documentaries was really a blessing. Um, you know, it. Uh, I'll. Without giving anything away, you know, we 100% debunked the flat Earth. <laughs> you know, if, if what, once we put this film out, if you still believe the flat Earth, there was nothing that was going to convince you. Um, you know, their major arguments uh, <coughs> we went through and we tested, you know, tested things out. We went down to the International Flat Earth Conference and we spoke to people there. And a lot of these, these, uh, you know, these guys, they'll have they have their talking points, but when it comes to actually answering legitimate questions, the answer always is, well, we don't know. Um, so, you know, I'm excited for the film. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate everyone's patience with it. Um, but yeah, we are definitely still coming out with it. Contrary to the rumors, Pastor Thompson and I are not flat earthers that are going to say, oh, well, the earth is actually flat. You know, we can't finish the film. Uh, so it, you know, I wonder who came up with that one. Adam Fannin. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I thought about cutting a different trailer just to cut him out of that. Cause you know, when we said we were going to do the, uh, the flat earth documentary, he was all over that. Oh yeah. I want to be a part of it. I got some crazy glare there. Uh, anyways. Um, but yeah, he was like, ah, I want to be a part of it. We were actually going to go and interview him, but, um, you know, obviously it, it seems like maybe he just wanted to be a part of it just to, you know, trip us up. So, uh, once we're done, I, I was going to put out another trailer for it, but you know, I, I really um, I want to get the film cut together before I do that. So once we get the film fully cut together and, and completed and, and picture locked, then at that point, I'll cut together another trailer and we'll announce a release date. Um, but we are probably going to have, uh, I mean, almost certainly going to have the uttermost uh, come out before then. Um, and I'm hoping that's going to be you know, fairly soon. Uh, and you know, we'll announce that release date as well. Um, but the video that you have queued up, uh, so one of the big flat earth arguments and really the inspiration for the trip we took, 
uh, was that there are flights in the Southern Hemisphere, and obviously we don't have a flat Earth map pulled up right now, but if you look at the flat Earth map, uh, South America and Australia are, you know, separated by like 12,000 miles on the flat Earth map. And there are flights that go directly from Santiago, Chile to Sydney, Australia and Melbourne, Australia. And flat earthers, there you go. Look at that. The magic <clears throat> of the Internet. So flat earthers like to say that these flights don't actually exist, that they, you know, if you go down there and you try to take them, your flights are going to get canceled and, you know, you're not actually going to get on it. It's just there to throw flat earthers off. And the reason they say that is because the time that it takes to travel between Santiago, Chile and Melbourne, Australia is anywhere, depending on the winds, is anywhere from 12 to 14 hours. And being able to do a 12,500 mile flight in 12 hours, it's problematic. I mean, even those planes that were flying over overhead earlier, you know, they're not going to make that flight in that time. So, um, you know, they like to say that these flights don't exist. So we decided to go down to Santiago, Chile and test out that theory. All right. Well, let me go ahead and Pastor Thompson, is there anything you wanted to add to that before I play the video? Yeah, I just I wanted to add that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited about the movie coming out too, and hopefully we can have it done by the next Red Hot Preaching Conference. I don't want to put any pressure on Ryan, but that would be that'd be great to have it done by then for a specific <laughs> reason. So, anyway, I don't know what that reason would be in the Red Hot Preaching Conference, but anyway. <laughs> uh, I thought it'd be a great time to have it come out. And, it's a convenient uh, time, yeah been asked if uh, that might be possible so i don't want to put ryan on the spot or anything but <laughs> i would love to have it done by then that's all i'm saying you know but anyway <laughs> that certainly would be a good time for it to be done uh, there is an event something about hot and red but anyway pastor thompson i appreciate you adding that let's play the video now and i'm going to switch to it here there you see brother ryan holding up a how do you pronounce the how do you say Latam. this? Latam. Latam. Okay, I didn't want to butcher it. Latam Airways, let's play this clip. Gentlemen, you won't be able to hear anything, unfortunately, but the people watching will. It's only a minute long, so bear with me. Here we go. Hey, Ryan Gallagher here. You bet you'll never guess where we are. We are in Sydney, Australia. And we got here by flying directly from Santiago, Chile to Melbourne, Australia. Flat earthers like to say that that flight doesn't exist, but guess what? You're wrong. We just took it. Took a bunch of measurements. We looked at the level. Uh, we looked at uh, our compass heading pretty much the whole time. It was a great flight. And to be honest, you know, if you didn't, if you weren't aware of any conspiracy theory behind this flight, it would have been a normal flight to you. There were a lot of people that obviously had no clue that people were saying this flight doesn't exist. We did have a little bit of trouble uh, getting on the plane. We had to take a, a different flight, but it was a more direct flight. Um, and we'll, we'll show all that to you in the documentary, but it actually worked out better. We pretty much flew over Antarctica. We were flying over ice sheets the whole time. We got great footage of it. Uh, so, I mean, this is going to be the final nail in the coffin for Flat Earthers. Sorry, it does exist. You're wrong. Exactly. Doofuses. There's Paul Joseph Watson. Anyway, yeah, look, look, at, look, at, the, look, at, these, look at these comments right here. 
Globe strikes, but obviously you're not in Australia. It does not even exist. That's got to be a troll. That has <laughs> to be. Anyway. All right, folks. That is, uh, that is good right there. Pastor Thompson, I like the idea of, of the Red Hot Preaching Conference as a target, but uh, you, you took the flight. Now, Pastor Thompson, I was hearing from Brother Ryan, he likes aviation and things like that. Is that something you're into as well, or you just get in the aircraft, it goes up, it comes down, you're just happy to be at point B? Yeah, that's pretty much me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a comfortable seat, too, if I can be. <laughs> Right. Well, uh, for those of you who are wondering what Unto the Uttermost is, the movie that Brother Ryan had referenced there, it's a documentary, and Brother Ryan cut me off if I say anything wrong here, but it's a documentary about basically going practically all over the world to preach the gospel, a missions trip documentary, and that's going to be really cool. Brother Norm Diamante involved with that. So uh, lots of cool projects coming from this group here. And that's it. One hour on the dot. I promised an hour. And so I can't break the promise, Pastor Thompson. Uh, definitely appreciate your time, though. Is there anything else you want to say, anything you want to cover, anything you want to plug? We'll start with yeah. Pastor Thompson first before we wrap things up for tonight. Yeah, September 13th, Pastor Manley Perry is going to be preaching in Vancouver, B.C., actually Surrey, B.C., which is right, across, right near there, uh, for the one-year anniversary of Sure Foundation Baptist North. And uh, so we have a, our one-year celebration going on that weekend, September 13th, 7 p.m. Uh, Texas is coming to Canada. So uh, it's going to be uh, an epic sermon, I'm sure. And That's we're gonna, awesome. We're, gonna do like a, we're, we're trying to get together where we can uh, uh, show being Baptist in a the theater up there. So that is definitely um, uh, something we're trying to get going. And also they'll be still winning on Saturday. And uh, fellowship, and then also I'll be preaching both services on Sunday, and I'll be ordaining uh, an evangelist. Winfield Fisher is the guy that's been leading that church up there, and I'm going to be ordaining him on the evening service. So, anyway, so that's going to—that's the biggest thing we got coming up on the calendar. I'll, I'll also be preaching this Friday um, at Steadfast Baptist Church in Fort Worth, Texas, for Pastor Shelley and uh, for the fifth year anniversary of Steadfast Baptist Church. So I'm very excited about that. I'm honored to, to go there and I'm definitely looking forward to having some Texas barbecue. So I'm looking forward to somebody taking me to some Texas barbecue. So anyway, I've never, I've never actually been to Texas and had the Texas barbecue. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but I'm also looking forward to preaching and meeting all the people down there. I've been online friends with for a long time and, and, you know, Pastor Shelley's a real blessing and, and he's a good friend. So um, those are the main things I can think of right now, but those are big things, so that's all I got. This is an important question. At the Red Hot Preaching Conference Men's Preaching Night, there was a gentleman there who preached against video games. Who, <laughs> who was that? Somebody that goes to your church? Yeah. That was, the like, awesome. My wife was, is going like this right here. She, she hates video games, so that, that was funny. That was a good one. Yeah, he uh, he actually is is. Uh, I'm training him to become a pastor, and uh, the plan is to, to. He was ripping some face. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, the plan is to put him as the pastor at our Spokane location, which is doing great, by the way. And we're running uh, around 30 people right now, um, just in a few short months. So I mean, the church plants are going great, and uh, I'm glad that. You know, once you put the training in with people, then they they're they're the blessing that kind of takes over and and 
you know, you get to oversee it, but it's nice to have people that are in, in, in place that can actually do the job and, and run things. So it's, it's, it's a blessing. It's, it's not as bad as it might seem to some people, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to talk about about that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really cool. I'm glad that he's getting trained to pastor yeah. one day. Uh, Brother Sean, I believe his name is. And, yeah, and, and he really uh, definitely ripped some face in that sermon. I enjoyed it. Brother Ryan Gallagher, anything else you want to say, sir, before we wrap it up? Yeah, you know, I uh, come here. <laughs> That's all I can say. Uh, you know, I, I, we, we have a great harvest uh, that's set before us in Hawaii. And, you know, I, I preached a sermon before I came over here um, called Why I'm Not on Deputation. And, you know, the big point of that was, um, you know, it's as an evangelist, as a missionary, you know, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to work and, and support myself and uh, not be a burden on people. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not going to go around to all the other churches and ask people, you know, hey, uh, I've never met you before. Send me $25. What I'd rather have people do is save up themselves and come over here and see for themselves what it's actually like in Hawaii to go and share the gospel. I mean, we average, you know, we don't have a, a lot of people going soul winning right now, but we average about two to three people saved per person going out soul winning per hour. I mean, it is incredible. And, you know, every time that I tell people how receptive it is, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to just think I'm crazy until you actually come over here and visit. Once you come over here and visit and, and go soul winning, you'll see how receptive it is. So, you know, we'd love to have people come over and visit us and, and just, uh, you know, partake in the labor and, you know, see what Hawaii is all about. I love the way Brother Richard put it in his last update. He said, come and taste and see that Hawaii is good. So you know, <laughs> we'd love to have you come and visit. I mean, the, the soul winning is great. The food is great. The people are wonderful. So we'd love and ha to have you come and visit and, you know, if you're thinking about making a move, we'd love to have you here too. So we definitely need as many laborers as possible. Um, so we'd, we'd love to have anyone who, who wants to come over to come over here and join in the work. Uh, I know Pastor Thompson mentioned it a little bit earlier, but for those who weren't watching then, uh, we are going to be doing the official grand opening. And of course, that's going to happen. That sounds like... Anyway, so we're going to be doing the, the official grand opening uh december 6th through 8th um and you're more than welcome to come out before and come out afterwards but we're going to be doing the official grand opening uh that weekend pastor roger Gimenez will be here pastor aaron thompson will be here um and you know we we'd love to have you just come and see what hawaii is all about i guarantee you you will not regret it absolutely if you want to go to a place that's really receptive for soul winning if you're trying to door slammed in your face every day if you go someplace that maybe isn't so receptive go check it out give brother ryan a hand there and be a blessing to him and to that church and of course pastor aaron thompson so thank you pastor thompson brother gallagher for Can I say one more thing real of quick? course go right ahead i'm sorry no no, okay, no, so, no no problem at all so he was talking about support like so the it is very expensive to to live there and I, I, I do want to encourage people if they do want to help support a missionary. Um, these are two guys that are doing some good work and they do work. You know, brother Richard's trying to find a part-time job right now to make the ends meet, but 
and I'm not trying to pander and, and whatever, but, you know, I mean, Paul, you know, would get gifts from other churches. And, and what I'd like to say is just, if you are look, if you're a pastor or, or, you know, you just want to help out, you know, I'm talking about something beyond the tithe. Um, they're great people to give to. And on our website, we're going to have it put in there where you can actually donate to either Richard or uh, Ryan or both or whatever you want to do, but just, you know, to help. I mean, they do have families to support and, uh, you know, we obviously, as a as a church, can't support fully support both both whole families um, and all that stuff. So, if you're willing to give or want to help give to to a great cause, I mean, last week they had 35 salvations, which doesn't seem like maybe too much, but I mean that's happening every single week. So, and the more people we have, the better that's going to be. But on our website, it's surefoundationbaptist.church/hawaii. Um, their names will be on there, and then there's a tab that you can donate to their to their own personal accounts. They'll be up there pretty, fairly soon. So, I mean, they're not going to go around begging people for money, and this isn't like some kind of, you know, please help the starving children infomercial. But um, if you do want to give and you want to help, a f- I mean, their families, they, they, they want to feed their families, and they are working. So... If you would if you would like to give to missionaries, they're definitely two guys that are worthy of of uh, helping support. So that's my shameless plug, and and hopefully, yeah, there it is. But uh, the the tabs will be up soon, so um, those will be embedded in there. But anyway, um, if you can, if you if you feel led by God to do that, then that'd be great. So that's all I got. Here am I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know the words. One more thing, Ben, while you have that pulled up, okay. uh, and since Pastor mentioned that, if you decide you do want to come out and visit us, uh, my contact information is on that tab. If you scroll down, keep going, keep going. There you go. Phone number uh, and uh, email. If you want to contact me, go ahead and get in contact with me. If you're calling me about the flat earth, just don't. <laughs> I'm not going to have nice things to say about you. <laughs> but if you want to come and visit, you know, come on over. So, um, yeah, that's how you can get in contact with me. And uh, and we'd love to have you come visit. Awesome. And for those of you watching on the podcast, that was surefoundationbaptist.church/slash. Hawaii. Visit the URL today. You can get the contact information. And as you heard Pastor Thompson say, if you want to donate, you know what? This isn't some bozo going over there to waste your money and waste time, putting door hangers up, building a tiki hut for somebody, and not preaching the gospel. This is a guy who's actually going out there, knocking doors, putting the work in, ripping face Sunday morning, Sunday night, and the midweek service. So, you don't want to skip out on helping him out if you have the means to do so. Thank you again, sir, Brother Ryan, Pastor Thompson. I appreciate it. That's it for the show tonight. Quick announcement before we go off the air. September 7th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the return of the Preacher Profile series with Pastor Grayson Fritz at 8 Eastern, September the 7th. Make sure you tune in for that. And, of course, this podcast airs every single Monday night, 9 Eastern, Monday night at 9. You don't want to miss a single episode. 
But until next time, for Brother Ryan, for Pastor Thompson, this has been The Baptist signing off. God bless you all, and I'll talk to you guys again after a while.